0: So retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History?
1: Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of the table knife being invented.
0: On Tuesday, we explain how the tradition of the two-minute silence originated in Cape Town... On Wednesday, we recall the day King George III proved he was assassin-proof.
1: On Thursday, let's all eat cake. It's Marie Antoinette's wedding.
0: And on Friday, we discover how Buffalo Bill helped invent the Wild West. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes each weekday, wherever you get your
1: podcasts.
0: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, a podcast that this week is family-friendly because there is no swearing.
2: I have nothing to say.
1: (laughs) Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the clumsy post-race crash of F1 podcasts.
2: My driving instructor says don't do anything that would cause someone else to slow down, swerve or stop. Who's your driving instructor? Lance Stroll's dad.
1: <laughs> Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the Ferrari Turbo of F1 podcast. I
2: think we should change it for no reason
3: whatsoever <laughs> and, <then laughs> and ruin everything. You mess it up.
1: Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the only F1 podcast that angrily shoves diplomats out the way.
3: I'm pretty sure we're not the only
1: one. I'm G Gres, and today from the Union Tavern in West London, we are going to talk about the last Malaysian Grand Prix at the Lita Antarabangsa Sepang or Sepang International Circuit, if you don't speak Malay. Today, we discuss the demise of Mercedes, the demise of Malaysia, is Lance Stroll a mobile chicane, and is Max Verstappen the even more real deal? No (laughs) deal. That's all to come. Joining me today is a man who has flown in just to be with us. It's Phil Tromans. This
3: is true. I have literally come directly from the airport to be here. Which airport? uh, London City Airport. Oh, it's just on the road. It's not just across the road. I thought it was, and then it took me an hour and a bit to get here. And then after we record, it's going to take me an hour and a bit to get back, and then two hours to drive home. So it's going to be a late one for me. But yeah, I woke up at five o'clock this morning in Mallorca. So I'm quite tired. I've had weekends like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why were you in Majorca, please?
3: Uh, I was driving just for change. it seems to be a lot of them at the moment. I was driving another new Kia, the Kia oh. Stinger. How many Kias are there? There's a lot of Kias now. There was the Stonic a couple of weeks ago. The it Kia. In the last episode, and by coincidence, they've also just launched the uh, Kia Stinger.
2: And the Kia Nightly, and the Kia Aura, IKEA, the, Ikea. It's the new electric one.
1: <laughs> Which the. is your favourite Kia?
3: I think it's got to be the Stinger. It's
1: good. Oh. Why? But you could
3: say <laughs> you could say that the new Kia Stinger is a zinger. Why would you say that though? Because it rhymes.
1: And alongside him is a man who has a lot of meat in his fridge. Ladies, you know what I mean. It's Terry Saunders.
2: Do they know what he means? I don't think they know (laughs) what he means. (laughs) That's quite a weird thing to say. That wasn't even in the script, Chica. Um, I bought a lot of meat this weekend and there's still a lot in my fridge. That's That's a great
3: story, Terry. Chica, what have you been up to?
1: Uh, I don't know if you noticed, I'm extremely clumsy. I nope.
3: hadn't noticed. Never come up in conversation.
1: On Friday I knocked my mug of tea onto my laptop. Oh. And I went I said some words I will not repeat in this special edition podcast. And then on Sunday went to charge it up. Uh-oh. Charge is not working. Uh-oh. It's not charging anymore. Uh-oh. So so then I had to buy a new Mac just be oh, like, so this like, sure. the, the
3: MacBook you're using this now is r- all new. Is new. I have done exactly the same thing in the past. N- tipped a mug or t- over my MacBook. Mine instantly died. Did it? And I'd had it two months. And oh. when I left my old job in the Middle East, you get gratuity depending on how long you've been there. So you get like a lump sum of money to say, well done. Yeah. And I'd spent like all of it on the top spec MacBook Pro available at the time. Oh. Wiped it out. Gone.
2: I look after all my computers and I've never spilled oh, anything on any of them.
1: Never. Tony, watch out. <laughs>
2: I did once drop a phone in the toilet. As a landline, it was very weird.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's start, as always, by smashing into the back of you, the unaware backmarker, as you try and pick up some rubber in Listener's Corner. Naturally, the conversation on Facebook and Twitter was dominated by Sunday's race. Malaysia saw Max Verstappen win his second race and on his birthday weekend too. Joppe van Heikeloem spoke for many people when he said, up yours, Terry. (coughs) Hashtag 33.
3: Well, you know... He fluked a bit of a win there, didn't he? Oh yeah, no, he fluked whatever. it by overtaking Lewis Hamilton on Wait track and then driving seconds. <laughs> 12 seconds down the road. Or
2: both Ferraris at the back, and Hamilton, who in his own words said both that, Ferraris at the back. Well, one at the back because he had the was back, in the and the other yeah, at one the was back, as in the right garage. So admittedly,
3: it doesn't change your point. Yeah, no, okay, thank I'll you. admit that. I'm tired.
2: Hamilton himself said that he didn't try too hard to defend because the Red Bull was quicker, and you know, That's, I disagree
3: said, with that. He said, "I let him win." So do you think this is another Verstappen embarrassment? Yep.
1: Ross Chaplin says, every time Daniel Kvyat gets replaced, Verstappen wins. So Verstappen will never win again. I
2: disagree well, with that, because I think wow. that Kvyat has a long list of places he can get replaced at. Uh, <laughs> if his girlfriend dumps him, he gets a victory from this his house. <laughs> if uh, you know he goes to the local unemployment exchange I don't know if and they refuse his get... claim
1: replaced at an unemployment exchange.
2: But you can get demoted, if they refuse his claim, sure enough, he'll look up and then Verstappen (laughs) wins on the telly because they always always show the Grand Prix at the job centre, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) They'll look up and then there it will be just like Verstappen winning again.
1: Last weekend's race was the final F1 event at Sepang, which after 19 years has decided it can't be bothered to host anymore. Simon Billington said I will miss the Malaysian Grand Prix as the track design allowed various racing lines to be taken and it had real overtaking opportunities. Additionally, the variable weather meant that there was always a chance of something unexpected to happen. I saw a statistic on the coverage which said that only 40% of the races there had been won from pole position. We need more tracks like this, what do you think?
3: I'm going to miss Malaysia. It's a good track. It's a good track.'s
2: been there for ages,
1: it's all 19 years. I mean,
2: that's almost mm. historic, isn't it?: as Is far there any
1: chance th- it could come back?: Yes Well,
2: no. No. depends who you talk to. <laughs> me. me? Yes, Phil, No.
1: <laughs> what about real people? Whoa, Whoa. Chica, what are you <laughs> messing with my mind, man? I think um,
3: I'm going to put this out there. I think it's Herman Tilke's second best track. What's his best track? Istanbul. Only turn eight. Yeah, but f- just for turn eight. It's fine.
2: You can't have a track of just one corner. The way not the boss of me, Terry. The way people went on about Istanbul turn eight, and we just go, oh, turn eight's amazing. It's like, it oh, let's just go there and just do one corner all weekend. A track is about more than one corner, Phil. Is it though? What about
3: turn one? Two, not that bothered about so that. Three,
2: what
1: do you think next season four, will one? be like without Malaysia then? I, I mean, no one's going to notice. <laughs> right, okay.
3: Yeah, we'll forget about it pretty quickly, but still.
1: It's good.
2: It started in the. Was it late nineties? that's
3: that's good. It's got a bit of
2: heritage. in no, ninety
3: nine. Late nineties.
2: It's had some good races, you know. Uh, yep. it seems to be that the the old President King, Prime Minister of President Mal- Didi- King, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Didi- is appropriate. So of Malaysia who quit, stroke resigned, was fired, died. Um he <laughs> was the one that got the racing there and the new guys don't really care. Now it's slipped off. And I think Liberty don't really uh have yeah. much uh yeah, care.
1: Let's talk about Sebastian Vettel. Not his impressive drive from the back of the grid, but his comedy smash with Lance Stroll after the race ended. Wes Paul Stops has been back in touch, saying twice in as many races, Vettel swoops violently into the side of another car and blames the victim. Complete pillock. Sam Miguel Wallbank says, I would say that it was Vettel's fault. It's the slowdown lap. He's not in a rush to get back for a podium. So why race past Stroll? Very strange. Daniel Parahovsky says, Stroll has got to be getting a nice bonus from Toto now, surely.
2: Well, apparently not, because it's just been broken today that he's not going to get a gearbox penalty.
3: Well, that's good, I suppose? It's good. For the racing? So it doesn't really affect anyone. It was that very weird one, wasn't it? Who do you, what do you, who do you, how do you, what do you? Well, it seems that Lance
2: Stroll was being careless when he veered over the side of the track without looking in his mirror, doing the mirror signal manoeuvre that I learned in my driving <laughs> lesson. Is this expert driver terribly? <laughs> yes, yes. Weighing in. But, at the same time, <coughs> Vettel, you know, could have been looking and he wasn't. I think Stroll was at fault, but I think Vettel could have been more careful.
3: I, Just because,
2: in a car accident, someone's fault doesn't mean the other person couldn't have avoided it.
3: I think the fact that they didn't penalise either of them pretty much is, is, is on the money. Because, yeah, you could argue that Stroll did veer offline, but it was the cool-down that, when everybody does that, to pick up the rubber to make sure they make exactly. weight and all that kind of stuff, surely Vettel would have known that people would be doing that. And as... Um, uh, Sam Miguel Warbank said, What, wh- why was he going so fast? Can we, why- get, into,
2: can we get into conspiracy theories? Yes, yes. right. That. One, Vettel went a lot slower in the last couple of laps than Ricardo. He was he was chasing and catching, then he suddenly went like he was like seven seconds off on the last lap.
1: That's because, wasn't it, he tires was his tyres.
2: Uh, that's what we people think, but uh there's rumour that he was running out of fuel and running out of fuel before um, the end of the race is actually now illegal, illegal.
3: yeah yeah you've got to so. have enough to give a sample
2: but what if you've run out of fuel, but suddenly you've crashed your car into oh. someone, and the fuel's oh, it's just leaked out because so I crashed it. Oh, maybe that's and then they covered
1: the car, car with a blanket. That, I do not know what uh, that would show.
2: That car had so much damage for not a very strong incident. I reckon. Yeah, and the
3: Mill Williams that's really fine. Yeah, and do you know that he took the steering
2: wheel and took it with him. I think there's a button on the steering wheel that says self destruct, and he pressed it. <laughs> and the car just kind of blows up, so it can't go <laughs> through scrutineering. <laughs>
1: That's I think that's a perfectly uh, I like valid theory. theory. Yeah.
2: The other theory that someone put on our Facebook page is that he'd swapped cars with Raikkonen. That's why Raikkonen's car died oh. on the grid because he was in the wrong car. Oh. And that's why he took the wheel because somehow you can identify it from the wheel. Don't understand. i sure really he wouldn't
3: have taken Raikkonen's wheel. Surely it'd just be easier to swap <laughs> his wheel
2: over. I don't
1: know. <laughs> One of our listeners, Loose Luke, who? One of our Luke. Listen-
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that's quite apt.
1: <laughs> One of our listeners, Luke Wilmot, was in the race in Malaysia and broke an amazing scandal that I'm frankly surprised the mainstream media hasn't picked up on. He posted a video on our Facebook page showing him being assaulted by Martin Brundle. So,
2: I've seen this video. Uh, it was sent to me in a brain envelope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, because... <laughs> I- I'm gonna get a video to play. Also, because
3: it's on Facebook, so why would he to go to that effort?
2: So, Martin Brown was in the pit lane, Luke's filming, and he says, Martin, Martin. And then Martin looks over, and if I'm honest, looked a little bit uh, unwelcoming to <laughs> another fan shouting his name. And then he did a little kind of a fist bump with Luke, and then Luke posted the caption on our Facebook page saying, He fisted me.
1: In other news, Hayas is in talks with Sepang for compensation over Worldgate. The unsecured drain cover that spanked Grosjean into the wall during practice cost the Haas team around half a million pounds. And someone's got to pay.
2: That's because Grosjean's wallet flew out and landed in the drain. (laughs) They've tried to get down there, but they can't get it.
1: Have they said anything? Have they apologised? Well, discussions are ongoing, apparently. Malaysian Grand
2: Prix are going, look, we're not hosting another race. The reason we've stopped hosting Grand Prix is because it's expensive. Don't have our
3: last race and then charge us half a million. You can go swivel.
1: Yeah, but if you're going to leave the drain cover off... They didn't leave
3: it off. It was their fault for not making sure it was welded down properly. Uh, Somebody's got to pay for that team. Haas is not one of the richest teams.
2: Yeah, but no one else sucked it off. Grosjean went over it and (laughs) it went up him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is what I want to talk about, actually. Did you read the thing about the MotoGP people complaining about Formula One? No. If they use the same circuits that Formula One use, they're saying that the new Formula One cars with such downforce, the downforce is so much that it distorts the track and it makes all the concrete... Like rumple up at the sides because of how much force is being put down by a Formula 1 car. It's actually quite staggering when you think it about makes it. Makes sense.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. When, you're, when you're ripping welds off, because it's not the first time something like that happens exactly. in a race, so the thing is you,
2: So this drain was welded down, but just not enough. Well, apparently it was... The
3: weld th- is
2: not <laughs> enough.
3: Sorry, I'm not allowed to sing anymore. It's a very uh, good place to start. There was actually footage, uh, which I was going to talk about separately, but might as well talk about it now. There was footage of the driver's briefing. Um, from Malaysia, which was like a sort of headmaster of dressing a load of sixth formers Um, And in it, Charlie Whiting said it was welded down, but the weld was very old and it came off, and they are discussing the possibility of of compensation with Haas. um, Although, having said that, Grosjean was whining, as he always does in this meeting, and I was looking at the watch on his wrist and thinking, you could sell that watch and pay for a large chunk of uh, of what the car costs, because he was wearing a very expensive watch that must have been worth at least a couple of hundred grand. Cool.
1: Moving on, Williams is going to pit Robert Kubica and Paul Di Resta against each other as they look for a replacement for Felipe Massa. Kubica will test a 2014 car at Silverstone and then in Hungary a few days later when Di Resta will also have a go. Verline could also be in the frame for the Williams seat as Mercedes are keen to move him forwards, but he's not 25 yet. Joe Sayward reckons Williams are veering towards keeping Massa.
2: Well, this is all very confusing, isn't it? It's like... The slightly rubbish team these days, run by Frank Williams, who <laughs> I am on record about. It's like one of those nostalgia shows, isn't it? It's like, do you know what I like about the mid-2000s? It's Paul de Resta. No, I like yeah. Kubica. Oh, Massa was my favourite guy. And it's just like,
1: this is uh, like, this is
2: boring. When Can- do we have to know
1: by? When, when oh, we to well, know they want to no announce cares. it by the
3: end of the year. But I mean, this is this is For basically ages, the only sort of interest now that most of the seats have been filled for 2018 and like I can't believe it's a major goal for that many drivers I'd love to drive for Williams in
2: 2018 yeah I mean what we've learned this year is that Resta is good enough that he can get into a Formula 1 car with no practice and come last
3: but he came last with style he did well
2: he definitely came last I mean he didn't not finish good we know that Kubica can go around Significantly well at a test track and drive with basically one arm. I've been joking about him only having one arm for ages, and I saw a picture of his arm. He's basically got one arm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought I was, uh, I thought I was exaggerating. No, definitely, th- that other arm is a write-off.
3: Verline um, seems like a non-starter.
2: Verline, I mean, as much as I'd love to see him in that seat, we can't get him drunk yet.
3: Yeah, he's got. To, the, we should just explain he's got to be. Williams wants a twenty five year old or over driver because of the martini sponsorship and just to make sure that in all the countries in the world they don't fall foul of of uh, alcohol advertising laws.
2: I would and I've gone on record on our Facebook page and I'll do it publicly now. I will make up the shortfall of all the martini sales you can't get martini by personally drinking a staggering amount of martini if you let sexy Pascal drive next year. And I'm talking I wonder collectively. How much. <laughs>
3: We, we might need to do some digging and find out how much the martini deal is worth and how much that amount of money will buy you in martini and therefore how much you'd have to drink. I suspect you'd, uh, you'd be very dead. And then you've got Massa, <laughs> who... Uh, just give up. It, well, I mean, Joe Saywood is, is a very well-respected proper F1 journalist and uh, he, he reckons that's the most likely outcome, is <laughs> he's just going to stay. He'll never leave. He'll become like Raikkonen.
2: Yeah, the two of them are going to be there. Like, there's going to be cockroaches ruling the world... There's going to be a nuclear holocaust thanks to Trump and North Korea and there'll be a Grand Prix somewhere with just Massa and Kimi going, I don't understand either. Still neither of them managed to win a race.
1: (laughs) And finally, has Renault got itself a secret weapon? The French team has apparently signed up Marcin Budkowski, former technical head of the FIA and someone who knows the intimate secrets of basically all the teams. Understandably the other teams aren't very happy, however Renault team principal Cyril Abitable has essentially told everyone to do one, although not quite in as many words. He said…
2: We want to be the top teams by 2020, it is a big jump and that's why we need to be aggressive in what we do. In this sport you're not here to make friends, that is why we are cheating. (laughs) I added that last bit myself. (laughs)
3: It's not cheating, but it does seem a little bit dodgy that you can basically have the bloke in the FIA who goes around all the teams to make sure they're complying in all the different little areas, so knows all the cars and all the little tricks they're doing, and then resigns, and after only three months of gardening leave, can go and join a team. I mean, is he Maybe just going to wipe everything. his brain? Yeah, forgot it's like, hard oh, to know. Gardening. Yeah, my memory's oh, terrible. So that would be pretty annoying for Renault if they get their Right, boss, in... <laughs> this is it. We've all got our notebooks. What, what do you know? To be honest, he's mate, right. I was phoning oh, it not- in. <laughs>
2: I got there on the first day and was like, I am out of my depth here. I don't know what
3: any of this means. <laughs> air
2: air, I don't know what it means, you know, drag, I <laughs> uh, don't know.
3: Anyway, does my salary come through at the end of this month? Or? <laughs> Can
2: I get a sub?
1: But no one said anything, no one's been like...
3: No. Well, quite a lot of the other teams have been like,
1: um, uh, we
3: don't think this is really in the spirit of
2: things. Like, will, going, will
1: that make any difference? Will they be able to stop him? No. Who knows?
2: It's like going to a sex therapist and then coming home to find that sex therapist in bed with your wife.
1: This is a family-friendly edition of FF1S.
2: It's like going to see a therapist and then coming home to find that therapist in bed with your wife.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at For F1's Sake or find us on Facebook where we're For F1's Sake or you can email us at wrong at (laughs) ff1s.com. So let's return to the Malaysian Grand Prix and go through the teams. We are going to start this week with Red Bull. What? Max Verstappen on his 20th birthday had his second career win and finished 13 seconds ahead of three times world champion Lewis Hamilton. He went to the lead on lap four and didn't look back. This is what happens when his car doesn't break Terry. Ricardo drove like a hero and held off Vettel to come home in third. So Red Bull were faster than Mercedes but why couldn't Ricardo get anywhere near Hamilton?
2: Yeah, Phil, don't know. Good. Because Hamilton let Verstappen pass because it's his birthday, <laughs> and did my let Ricardo pass because his birthday is not until June. Did
3: seem too well. I don't,
2: I don't actually know when his birthday is.
3: Ricardo couldn't get past Bottas for ages, and that's when he sort of lost touch. As soon as he got past Bottas, he shot off after them and was catching them mm. at a decent rate of knots, but then his tyres started to go off, and then Vettel started to catch him, and yada, yada, yada.
2: Ricardo's <coughs> birthday is in July. That was a total guess, and I was so that's close. That's not the same month. The next one, though. Should we move on? You know, stuff he, he did well. I've never said he's not good. Yes, you have. You I, say
1: that all the time. No,
3: I've never said he's not good. You said he was going to fade away. He will. I still stand <laughs> by that. I mean, we're we're a couple of two or three years into his F1 career now. He's won two races. He he's spent about most nine of podiums. it being faded this year. That's, well, That's not not his fault because it can't breaking down. Seven
2: retirements. He crashed a couple of times, didn't he?
3: More retirements than crashes, I think. So feel like you're determined to hang on to this hatred of Max Look, Verstappen one day he's a
2: national hero one day people will find these old episodes and mm. go like god do they really S- think Verstappen was all that no god. they'll be like thank S- god for Terry stupid boy he's a
1: 12 times world champion now
2: yeah and do you know what the system's flawed it's rigged against <laughs> me <laughs>
3: I, unless, unless he basically does an Alonso and just has terrible choice in teams. What, well, like going to Red Bull? It, well, oh. well uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then uh, I think he'll be a multiple world champion. I don't think I'll he will. Be very I think, I think the Alonso
2: comparison is very good. I think he'll make a series
3: of bad decisions. Even Alonso is a two-time world champion. Should yeah. be six. Exactly.
1: Okay, Mercedes. Mercedes, the team with the best iron shirts in F1. They have really you ever have. They're so good, aren't they? They're really good. Crisp. Hamilton finished in second But not in a threatening second And Bottas was miles away from everyone They knew Malaysia was not the track for them But do you think they expected to do that badly?
3: I thought they—I that that was the track for them it was supposed they, to be. Were they not saying No, they
2: were supposed to do well Yeah. This car apparently has a very small window And Phil, would you like to explain what that
3: means? <laughs> yeah, it means that the window on it it's very small.
2: So you have problems with tyres. They okay. can't get into the tyre window, the temperature okay. window. Well, that, that means the that it's basically... Window, yeah, the window, Malaysia window.
3: <laughs> that basically means that there are all sorts of circumstances in getting your tyres to work, where it's at the the right temperature, and not just the right temperature sort of on the surface of the tyre, but like throughout the tyre. The and different cars react to the heat in the tyre in different ways. So what works for one car, i.e., Getting up to temperature really quickly So the interior's not that hot But the exterior's really hot It's going to be great for one car But it won't work on another one And it sounds like the Mercedes is really quick When they get it bang on yes. But it's it's quite a small spectrum of difference Between working really well and not working that well But
1: how come Bottas did so much worse? Because he's, he's not
3: very good He's rubbish Do you know what I'm going to call Bottas from now on? What? Kovalainen Ooh <laughs> <laughs> Multiple race winner Kovalainen so Bottas has won a race do we think he's good Max Verstappen's won two races he's good Bottas is more than Verstappen Bottas is good but he's no more than good (laughs)
1: will they be able to sort themselves out by Japan yes probably
2: no nice.
1: well
3: (laughs) yeah there's quite a lot of high speed bits in Japan so I'd have thought they'd be pretty solid there but I don't know, but that's enough for the logistics on I'm the way s- to the
2: track. <laughs> what about the track itself? <laughs> I'm still. But <What> a trade
3: <laughs> I am quite surprised that they were, that Red Bull were so much better than them, and the Ferrari were looking good as well. I
2: Red Bull have done the thing they always do, which is come to the first race of the season with a rubbish car and then slowly get better. So by the end of the season, when everyone's given up this year and they were looking on next year's car, Red Bull are like, oh, look at us. Aren't we good? Next year, we're
3: going to be the dandies. And then oh. next year, they'll turn up with a rubbish car again. I'll tell you who this is positive for, though. Hey,
1: it's, it's Verstappen, Verstappen.
3: McLaren. Oh. Because when you look at the fact that Verstappen, on a relatively high-speed track, managed to be 13 seconds ahead of a Mercedes with a Renault engine in the back.
1: Ooh, McLaren yes. got to be pretty happy about that. Ferrari. Now, Vettel gets on well in Malaysia is where he had his first win for Ferrari in 2015 and last weekend he did a seriously impressive drive coming from the back of the grid to fourth place. No matter what you think, that was impressive. Yep. Then he had a post-race crash and revealed what a mean man he is. Raikkonen, however, had turbo issues on the way to the race and had to be wheeled back in. Do you know? I just can't be bothered.
3: I think it was actually his car that had the turbo issues, not, not Raikkonen himself.
1: Rikerlin's never
3: had a turbo. (laughs) (laughs) Naturally aspirated.
1: So, no matter what you think of Vettel, were you impressed with his driving? Yes. Yes. I don't really dislike him. He was quite off to Alonso, wasn't he?
3: Oh,
2: yeah. And I thought that was a Alonso, I thought better of you.
3: I actually thought yeah. that was justified. I thought Alonso was being a bit... Li- Alonso was being a bit bolshy in that race because he had that thing with Magnussen as well.
2: Well, he knows he's got the Renault we'll engine that next that year. He's gonna, he knows he's going to be back next year, so he's starting to get his elbows yeah. out. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I've been the funny guy at the back, sitting in chairs for the last couple of years, but just you wait, Sonny Jim. Next year, I'm going to be in the McLaren Renault. Renault, the team that helped made a teammate of mine crash to make me win a race.
1: Force India. Perez was on a life support machine the day before the race because he had the flu. But what I like about that man is he doesn't milk it. (laughs) He did, however, do an impressive drive, coming home behind Bottas in sixth. Okan, however, had a puncture caused by a run in with Massa at the beginning, which left him only one set of tires for most of the race, and then he had a crash with signs. He came home in tenth. How come being ill has made Perez good? Well,
2: if I say he wasn't ill.
1: No, I mean either. I saw He's an interview drip with the him. day
2: before the race. Oh, did you see the drip? No. No. No.
3: <laughs> did anyone see the drip?
2: No. no.
1: Just because you read
2: it's
3: a Fake news, right? I suppose that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I did a feature of while back, and I got put on a drip for, like, revitalisation things. Exactly. It's were fine. you revitalised? I mean, sort of. Well, I felt pretty good, good already, so it didn't make much difference. But apparently if you're hungover, they're great. So cool. maybe you've just been drinking.
2: Yeah. Great. I think, I saw an interview with you when they were, like, <coughs> saying, oh, I like just saw the race and it was just like oh, how are you feeling? And he went, oh, fine. Oh, oh, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. I reckon he just sicked off some sponsorship thing and then he got out of hand. Oh, I don't feel very well. Oh, God, we get a drip out. Oh, all right. I bet he just sat there with a drip and gave it to the cat or something.
3: (laughs) Just had it filled with gin. Cat's dead.
1: (laughs) Williams, points! (sighs) Oh, Massa had the run-in with Ocon at the beginning and Stroll got ahead, despite his teammate hassling him later on. If they hadn't had that run-in at the start, is there any chance they could have got any further up?
2: Well, apparently they made a real boo-boo of swapping places which let someone else through. That's me listening to the second flag podcast and going, that's interesting, I remember that detail. (laughs) And then a few hours later going, ah. They let Stroll ahead. Yeah, yeah. And in doing that, they slowed down enough and someone else was... Through, who who finished ahead of him?
1: In seventh?
2: Yeah. Perez? One second, let me Perus.
1: peruse. Is yeah.
3: It, that's <laughs> pronounced Perez. <laughs> no, who finished seventh? Um, this is bear with f- us, listeners. Uh,
1: Macla- uh, Van and oh, It was Stoffel Ruffle.
2: Stoffel Ruffle! They let Stoffel Ruffle through because they were dilly-dallying.
1: Okay, so if they hadn't dilly-dallyed, then they would...
2: They would have got
3: 7th and 7th. Or would they? They'd have both been 7th. I feel like we shouldn't do down Van Dorn's
1: No, no, we'll talk about Van Dorn later. Because we've got T-shirts to sell. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh no, Van Dorn
3: did very well. Just stoffle Ruffle.
1: What about the rest of the drive, though?
3: Can't remember anything about them. Stroll was good. Was he?
1: He was alright. Uh, Apart
3: from when he crashed into Vettel at the end.
1: He was better than Massa. Well, that's not hard, not hard, is it? Yeah. I know, I know. Sauber! Verline is a man under pressure. Whoa. He doesn't have a seat confirmed for next year and he is driving for the most disappointing team this year. However, last weekend went well for him. Well, as in Sauberwell, though, where he got 10th <laughs> fastest lap and the honour of carrying the biggest idiot in F1 back to the pits.
2: Can we just say, I spent the year chastising Verstappen and uh, bigging up Verline.
1: Yeah.
2: What, what a lovely young man. He stopped his car to let Vettel get on. And then Vettel just flung steering wheel at his (laughs) balls. Like, probably,
3: (laughs) probably let go of it. Like, that would have hurt that was very weird about the whole jumping on thing because you know I'm a big fan of the whole I you know, it was cool I'm a big fan of jumping on
2: Verline. but
3: what was weird <laughs> I know you're offering him a seat for next year yes it was a bit like I, I can understand the whole jumping on another car to get back if there's, no, if there's no other option but there was literally like a safety car and a course car right next to Verline's car you that he could have do? gone in I'd rather, rather go in the back of a luxury Mercedes
1: would <laughs> I would I'm if an old the option boring to man you sit on a Formula 1 car I've done it before but it was a Can
3: we also talk about Ericsson? No.
1: I was going to ask. I didn't really see Ericsson. He was
3: so far off the back. I don't know why, in fairness. (laughs) I've not looked into it. But all I thought, all races, like, how is Ericsson that far back? He hadn't got abnormally large numbers of pit stops. He was just miles away. And I know the Sauber's rubbish. But, I mean, even by Sauber standards, he was nowhere.
1: But they didn't say anything, I don't think. He's the most
3: anonymous driver on the grid this year, I think.
1: Do you think has I he got a seat for next year? I think anything
3: about Eriksson apart from the fact that he's slightly shadily mixed up with the with Longbow Finance and he's got good hair. I think he probably has got a seat for next year. He'd probably stay at Sauber.
1: Hayes.
3: Hayes.
1: Not a great weekend for Haas. Things didn't start well for Grosjean when he went from 16th to the back. And if there was any form of contact between cars anywhere on the circuit, then Magnussen was involved. Neither came home in the points.
2: Hulkenberg what? was right! Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I said I want yeah, made yeah. Alonso Scottish. The big yen... <laughs> Fernando! <laughs> Fernando Alonso said the
3: Hulk- no, no, Scottish. Oh, what? <laughs>
2: yeah, Fernando's having a right go
3: at Magnuson. I mean, everyone seems to be having a right go at Magnuson. I can't remember where I saw it now, but he one just of them... got in the way one of, of really? the. I saw an interview with one of the drivers who basically said, like, nobody yeah. in the yeah, in the yeah. paddock likes... or nobody among the drivers likes Magnuson. Oh, They really? all think he's a bit of a a bit of a winky
2: which to me says he's on the way to be the Formula 1 FF1S driver of the year or the kiss <laughs> of death yep <laughs> what well,
1: well, how do you think Hass will do in Japan
2: oh just be moaning and then
3: whining and moaning and
1: okay I don't
3: care I hate Hass oh, wow okay so that's I gone from I actually hate Hass uh,
1: hang on this is is this, this, is is this the
3: start of a new level of feeling towards Hass from you
1: I just so you've not hated
3: them before as far as I'm aware
2: no I, I'm not a very hateful person Phil but um, <laughs> I I don't know the grey of the cars I don't know the whining drivers I don't know the fact they're just always just they, they feel like they're getting in the way of points for other teams for me when they get in the points you're
1: like oh
3: those could have gone to somebody worthy yeah
2: oh no
1: Okay, Renault. Now, Renault should have just gone back to Oxfordshire on Sunday. Hockenberg was moaning about his car and then he had tyre problems and had to make an extra stop. Palmer, or as Magnussen calls him, a lunatic, managed two spins on three corners. I thought Renault were getting better. Didn't
2: we all? Remember when Palmer got sixth place at the last race and everyone went, well, some people went, well, he went, oh, uh, you know, <laughs> um, back on form and actually all you haters have got to hate, but I just shook it off. He spins because another car got close to him, which he then afterwards said was because of the wind. Yeah. That was his excuse. His genuine excuse was it was a bit windy out. All boo-hoo. And then, after he span, he got going again and span again. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, if you can encapsulate Palmer's career in five seconds of footage, it's him <laughs> spinning twice and very nearly taken out of Verstappen.
3: And then blaming the wind. <laughs> and then blaming the wind. <laughs> well, he's, I think he's basically given up on a seat in F1 for next year, isn't he? He's talking about going maybe to IndyCar.
2: And even IndyCar are going, oh, we're busy, mate.
3: <laughs> well, if our experience if our experience of, of IndyCar from this year, watching the Indy 500, which is available in our archive if you want to listen to it, um, is if, the, if you're rubbish at F1 and go to IndyCar, you'll probably do really well at it, having seen Max Chilton and Takuma Sato and...
2: Yeah, but even Palmer. Can you imagine be- Jolyon
3: Palmer next year, Indy 500 winner? I'm saying it now.
2: No, next year they're going to get there and be like, "Easy to be like, this is going to be easy." Because look at Max Chilton, he was rubbish, and then somehow he'll be last at the Indy 500, <laughs> last, dead last. Even the cars that crash will finish ahead of him, flying through the air.
1: It's not as fault. It was the wind.
2: My dad never told me about that.
1: <laughs> Toro Rosso. Signs was out early on with a technical issue, but we're not here to talk about the dreamy Spaniard. No, we're here to talk about his adorable teammate. Pierre Gasly is a 21-year-old Frenchman who was a Red Bull reserve driver that last weekend made his F1 debut, taking Daniel Kvyat's seat. What did you think of his performance?
2: Firstly, he looks like he's been drawn by Disney.
1: It's
3: so, so <laughs> staggering. It?
2: He's is just like a little—he's like a little <laughs> Pinocchio that's just been made real into a real boy. And whenever he's interviewed, like birds land on his shoulder and go, "Hi, Pierre." Um, so good on that front. Can we have a moment to talk about
3: Kvyat? Because I mean, I I feel like he needed a boost to his confidence. (laughs) I mean, that guy has been through it. So
2: last year, he got demoted from Red Bull to Toro Rosso after just having scored a podium. Oh yeah, after actually not doing that badly, to be honest. Then we named him the FF1S Driver of the Year thanks to a poll of the the whole internet. Which Phil was very against
3: I mean, I'll, I'll bow down to democracy But I didn't vote for him Thank you
2: That must have brightened
1: things up for him, though
2: Well, the thing is I meant, actually, I meant to send him a trophy And I
3: forgot <laughs> Well, that won't do any more good to himself. self No, either, I've got a feeling that I've really affected his year. he probably heard that he'd won this award And he's like, oh, brilliant Oh, that, look, they cleared a space I on his shelf And it never arrived Clear a space on the shelf The shelf's empty, come on And um, it's
2: that one podium No, and then uh, we gave him that award because, or didn't okay we, we <laughs> uh, voted him in on that award because he got publicly demoted and still turned up for work every day which I think was brave and just a true test of character well this year he hasn't got a job <laughs> and I think it's game on I think it's all play playful that he could get the driver of the year this year as well because <laughs> if he can keep his dignity
3: when all around uh, yeah
2: but all around, sitting he's in his car, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: he is apparently going to drive alongside Gasly next year as well. Because obviously, Science is off to Renault. Apparently, that this all came about because Jolie and Palmer, who I think they were hoping to get Science into the Renault car, but Palmer, whatever else you think about him, apparently he's got a very good lawyer, and they couldn't they couldn't find a way to give Palmer the heave-ho. Yeah, except um, the
2: lawyer was like, well, it's because of the wind. And so they really <laughs>
3: wanted to give Gasly some, uh, some experience. So the only way to do it was to... Uh, Make
2: a cartoon car for him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's the only explanation they've given. They that is said. my understanding, yes. Okay. Uh,
3: and, and so they basically just said, all right, Danny, he's having your car for a couple of races. And then he's, you've got to be teammates with him next year. So oh, that's, that's going to be fun. I, it's hard to tell who they're favouring next year, really, isn't it?
2: Order. And apparently he's only, Kvyat's only coming back because there's a race that Gasly can't do. <laughs> it's just like, a, all right, Kvyat, you can have one more race in your full one career. That's because Gasly's got a
3: dental appointment. <laughs> in fairness to Gasly, though, I thought he did really well. He did well. Um, he did, he his did. First, his first weekend wasn't spectacular, but it was exceedingly solid, I thought. It was better he than out- the qu- Out-qualified in uh, science in Q1, Yeah.
0: which
3: I thought was impressive. wasn't quite with him for the rest but he wasn't far behind and considering science is very well regarded and, and has that a lot his ears
2: came out of the car and flapped <laughs> and he took off and overtook all the other cars yeah the musical
3: number was just,
2: yeah. just <laughs> fantastic a racist though wasn't it
1: <laughs> McLaren yes FF1S favourite Stoffel Van Dorn came home in the points after an excellent drive and for the second time in a row he's come home in seventh how come Van Dorn is so much better than Alonso
2: well Alonso pulls over to the side and writes his little quips. <laughs> yeah. He pulls well, over and he gets, his, he gets his assistant to throw one-liners in the car. He goes, I'm ready, I'm ready. Go on, what am I going to say?
1: Well, he blamed it on the Williams bump at the beginning, but it, it can't have just been that. Uh, Van
2: Vandoorne's good. The yeah. weird thing about Van Dorn's career in Formula One is that he came in with a bunch of promise. He was like a McLaren test driver for years and then he gets parachuted in to the terrible McLaren Honda. So we haven't had a chance got to see He podium him.
3: in his first race, didn't he? No, you got, you got is one point. Point, podium, Tenth. I mean, that's basically the same thing with modern McLarens. To be, yeah, to
2: be honest, a point, yeah, that, that, that's a fair point.
1: All of this leads us to the standings with Terry Saunders.
2: Okay, so it was the last race at the Malaysian Grand Prix, so I thought I'd do a special of other things we don't have anymore. <laughs> so the standings are, in first place is Lewis Legal High, no longer legal, it's 281 <laughs> points. Second place, Sebi Ruxpin. What a great toy that was. <laughs> Third place, Valtteri BHS. Uh all has gone bust, obviously. Fourth place, Princess Diana Ricardo. <laughs> oh my word. No longer with us. Wow. You'll be missed. Uh, fifth place, Kimmy Rentaghost. Uh, <laughs> which I heard was coming back, but I don't think he is. Uh, sixth place, Max Vertab Clearan. 7th um, is Sergio Betamax and 8th is Encarta Ocon <laughs> in ninth place is Cabbage Patch Saints Junior and in 10th is Nico Opalfruits um, in 11th place very apt is Felipe Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 oh my word No, no! <laughs> wow and in 12th place is Lance Shaver Charger I have lost my Shaver Charger cannot find it anywhere <laughs> in 13th Roman Game Boy in 14th Floppy Disc Van Dorn <laughs> In 15th, Kevin, Magic Eye Pitcher. And in 16th, Fernando Alonso, World Champion. I <laughs> to do that again. 17th is Jolion... Jo- 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 I can't say his name. I hate to say his name. Jolion. Jocelyn. Jocelyn Jocelyn Pong. In 18th, Pascal Woolworths. <laughs> and in 19th place, Daniel Kvyat. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be honest, I've been very busy and I haven't had a chance to think of a good idea for the constructor standings. And as, quote... I'm not allowed to sing anymore quote um, I thought best. I'd just make it up with things I can see so in first place Phil second place Matt third place Chica fourth place me fifth place half a pint sixth place non alcoholic beer seventh place a window eighth place a wall ninth place uh, oh. um, a serviette and coming up the rear in tenth place is McLaren Sauber <coughs> don't know don't care right done <laughs>
1: And now it is time for a new feature in For f one say. What? It's called Creatively Quiz Time. Oh. And today, the quiz I have for you, Has I Got News For You. That's wow. a terrible
3: name. Yeah. It is.
1: It's uh, this, it is this terrible. This all bodes very well. In this quiz, there is going to be some questions about Hass, but not all the questions. Right, so it's best of five and you need to buzz in with your name, okay? Just right. practice buzzes.
2: Terry. Help.
1: Question number one. What colour are Gene Haas's eyes? Terry. Yes, Gray. Phil? Like his livery. Brown. Both of you are wrong. They're no. blue, actually. Oh. When was the last US team in Formula One? Before Haas. Does yes, it have Haas. to have
3: raced in Formula One?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Haas. Yeah, but
2: when? In 1987.
3: 86.
1: Yes! Yes! yes. Nice. Well, surely
3: half a Phil. point each because he got it in before I did.
1: I don't Hang want on. you on charity. <laughs> All right, right, fine.
3: Right, well, it's on now. Right.
1: So, 1986, the, the team we just spoke of, run by Carl Haas. What relation is he to Gene Haas? Phil. Yeah.
3: None whatsoever. Terry? His wife.
1: Phil, you are right. Absolutely yeah. none whatsoever. Yes. So, here we are at the probably just over half stage, and it is Phil 2. Terry nil
2: right here we go here comes the comeback
1: okay how many views has Ferrari's Raikkonen's small boy video got on YouTube Phil yep 780,000 Terry much higher no I need a number
2: 23 million
1: the answer is 368,000 views so that means Phil yet another point for you 3 nil right question
3: crushing it
1: Five. How many employees in the Hass team?
2: Phil. Yes, 400.
1: Terry?
3: 750.
1: Phil, you're closer. It's actually 140.
3: Wow,
2: really? What?
1: Yeah, really. That wow. is a
3: small team. No wonder they need that money from Malaysia.
1: And the final decider question in Haas, I got news for you, is what is the difference between... Don't look.
2: I can't read your what writing.
1: Is the, what is the difference between... Mercedes budget and Haas's budget.
2: Terry. Phil. Mercedes is in Deutschmarks. Marks, Euros, sorry.
3: Deutsche <laughs> <laughs>
2: And Haas is in dollars. Okay, so. Terry. Yeah, Terry.
1: 350
2: million dollars. Okay,
1: Phil. 250 million dollars. Phil, you win. It's actually 117.
2: Oh, Clean, sweet Phil. You know what that means? That is my
3: nickname. You know what
2: that so means? So that means
1: that's nine points to Phil. And zero points to Terry.
3: Well, that was a good game, Terry. Well done.
1: Can we We have the quiz
3: earlier
2: on when I'm less drunk?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And now it is time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders.
2: Ferrari have been worryingly out of character this year. They've been professional, fast and not prone to making mistakes. Gone was the bombastic and cocky yet slow and flaky team that we've known since the last Ross Brawn spaghetti house party. So thank goodness we've had the last two races. A bungled, precautionary engine change after practice ended up destroying Vettel's weekend as much as Stroll destroyed his car. Ooh. So what's going on to bring Ferrari back to this hilarious era? Pressure. This is the first time they've been truly contending for a championship for ages, and every time one of the mechanics sneezes Sergio Marcioni tells the media they're an idiot. Arrivederini has the look of an ex-smoker in Havana who can't find his nicotine patches <laughs> and Vettel is just road-raging his car all over the place. And in such a close championship, these things matter. Lewis Hamilton has had 20 consecutive points finishes. It's boring that we expect every car to survive every race, and the only times things go wrong are when there's finger trouble from the mechanics. They do an excellent job, it's time to stop them. But don't worry, I have a solution. Right, let's get first things straight. I am not advocating <coughs> drinking for mechanics, but I do heartily condone them being really hungover on a Sunday <laughs> morning. This Sunday, I watched the race through a fog of red wine hangover and I messed up making Cocoa Pops. (laughs) I was trying to film an ironic Instagram video of me having a variety pack of Cocoa Pops and I got milk everywhere. Mechanics are too professional and too good at their job. If the data and the sensors in the cars are too reliable, we now need shoddy mechanics to screw things up. Or not screw things up, where necessary. What do you think? I think it's a good idea. Just get them really drunk on a Saturday night. And then all the maybe that should go be wrong.
3: you know because then you know they've got the curfew. Yeah. Maybe they should just extend the curfew. It's like right, you've got to be out of the garage by this point, and you've got to be in the bar doing this many shots from the time you leave the garage to uh, to, to X o'clock. You're allowed no more than four hours sleep.
1: But when you drink, never drive. Oh yeah, no, oh,
3: you don't drive. drive. No, 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 Just no. put a car together. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and just handle high torque machinery and. That's what it says on the. Know, if you look closely, you all says around. Bernie
2: says, when you drink, never drive. But you can change a yeah, turbo. but
3: you can build an F1 car. That's it's fine. It's easy. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, that is it from us. It is goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We have not had time
3: to talk about Formula 4 and the uh, cavalcade of professionalism that happened in the support race in Malaysia where every single car ran out of fuel and no cars finished the race. Amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. I'm hoping that's something that's going to filter down... Formula One. Trickle up economics.
1: And goodbye to Terry Saunders.
3: We haven't had time to talk about the
2: fact that I have a hamster. My wife vetoed the name Lewis Hamster (laughs) at (laughs) all.
3: So what have you gone with? Maud. Maud? (laughs) That's rubbish. Maud the hamster.
1: We'll be back in a week's time to discuss the Japanese Grand Prix at Suzuka. In the meantime, though, check out our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake. And follow us on Twitter, where we're at, for F1's sake. And, Terry, where can you buy merchandise?
2: You can buy the special 7th place t-shirt, Stoffel Ruffle, from www.fullstopff1s.com slash shop, 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 shop. You're
3: going to have to put another shop, shop on there. I shop. did that last week. I've oh. taken all
2: oh, the okay. shops out. It's very
3: confusing.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you in a week. IBG Graz. Goodbye. Goodbye.
2: You've got a week to write a quiz.
1: Goodbye. <laughs>
0: So, Retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History?
1: Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of the table knife being invented.
0: On Tuesday, we explain how the tradition of the two-minute silence originated in Cape Town. On Wednesday, we recall the day King George III proved he was assassin-proof.
1: On Thursday, let's all eat cake. It's Marie Antoinette's wedding.
0: And on Friday, we discover how Buffalo Bill helped invent the Wild West. We discuss this and more on Today in History with The Retrospectors. 10 minutes each weekday, wherever you get your podcasts.